Hey, it's Shane. I'm an independent A&R and manager in the music industry. Over the past few years, I decided that I wanted to launch a podcast about the journeys of musical artists and other industry folks from a mental health perspective. Many of the inspiring, uplifting, and sometimes heartbreaking stories you hear about the music industry are true. Everyone in this industry has a story to tell. I hope through these vulnerable conversations that we're able to inspire creatives in music and also shift the music industry towards one that is more welcoming and encouraging to all. Welcome to IntentCast. Today on IntentCast, we'll be interviewing Maud Latour. Maude is an independent musical artist from New York City who believes in spiritual revolution, the kind that centers upon self-healing as a vehicle towards bettering our community and the world. The idea informed her debut EP, Starsick, which has been streamed over 8 million times on Spotify. Moving forward from that EP, we discuss Maude's new single, Furniture, Talking to God, and Redefining Revolution in Unprecedented Times. Though this conversation was recorded before the beginning of the George Floyd protests and amplification of the Black Lives Matter movement, I hope it still feels relevant and meaningful to you today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Maude Latour. Hello, Shane. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Yeah. How about for you? I'm I'm doing well, trying to stay safe. Um, it's such a crazy time, but I feel like it's going well for me and my family right now. So good. Yeah. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. Truly. And then now we're going to talk about music, <laughs> but don't worry. We're going to get back to like the big world questions pretty quickly. Um, speaking of the emotional state of the world right now and your new single furniture. Um, I wanted to actually talk about the lyrical content of the song because it's kind of more explosive than I think anything you've written before in terms of it's vacillating between these two extreme emotions that are kind of triggered by seeing this person they used to date. I mean, it's going, you're missing this person. Also, damn, you hate this person. Also, you're imagining this person in a movie and then you're slipping away in the chorus. I want to hear like where that came from. And also like, how does it feel to write a song like that? Oh my gosh. Wow. I am so glad that you're looking at it from that perspective because Starsick EP was so um, like bluntly philosophical. I feel like (laughs) I started writing because I actually went through this breakup. I started writing so many breakup songs and I was I thought that I was over writing breakup songs. I thought I didn't, I was like, Oh, well, cool. I don't write about like, not everything is about love. Um, and I was excited about that. And then I accidentally like wrote all these songs because it was just what I was going through. And I felt a lot of like guilt for a while of like, Oh no, I wrote songs about stuff that I thought I, I have argued for so long, like should not take up so much space in music. Right but it actually was what I went through. So I'm glad that, and part of my conclusion of that is that like, okay, yes, I can have my head in the clouds and think of all these questions like for my whole, for part of my whole life. But then I actually have to confront my actual daily, like reality, how I actually feel when I wake up. And this just is what it was. They are the real feelings. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, what a mundane thing to just see someone and then lose control. Yeah. You know, but when you were writing it and having to relive these two types of memories, I'm wondering, do you sort of go into a state where you just let, do you just feel it all? Is there a hesitancy jumping back in, especially as you're saying, oh, I'm, I'm done with love songs and then boom. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, that's so a question of like artists, like why you do have to relive things in order to make good art about it. And I, and I, sometimes I'm really angry about that. Sometimes I really feel burdened by the fact that I, I'm like, I feel like I've had to hold on to the, this story, this narrative more than my ex had to, because I'm like still trying to milk all the things from it. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to like tell the story of it. Whereas he's, he wants to forget it and can forget it. I'm like, Oh, I can't fully forget it. Cause I, there's a song here, you know? So that's like a question I'm always, and sometimes I get really angry about that. Sometimes I'm like, I, this is so not fair. This is so yeah. like, why I, I don't want to do this because of that, because I don't feel like I get to just be in charge of what I feel. I feel like I have to like feel, go through, go through it more and hold on tighter, which is tough. So like, I, I kind of, I've had a couple attempts to s- solve that problem and ease it. I, I didn't answer your initial question at all. And that's okay. Well, actually, like, let's talk a little bit about anger, because I don't, as far as I can remember from the Starsick EP, I don't think it's been as clear. I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I always tell myself, like, anger is an emotion that, like, if I'm feeling it, it's very easy to solve and move on from. But and and maybe you feel the same way, but this is kind of an explosion of anger and there's guitars and everything's driving and it's like a different color than the rest yeah. of the songs, I feel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. When I was writing Starsick EP with, I was with a producer and he was like, wow, none of your songs ever have anger in it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I feel anger that much. And that's not true. I mean, that was, (laughs) I come to music necessarily for the angry feeling, but I agree that in furniture, um, yeah, that I did feel angry then. And there are a lot of things to feel angry about. And it, like, it was a cool opportunity to like hear it sonic, hear that anger sonically. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was writing it, it was during a rage filled time. Yeah. Sure. And I think since writing it, I've actually learned this place of anger about this place of anger a lot more, uh, like, and realize how important it is, like being angry about the world right now, about what's happening. I don't know, police brutality, everything that's yeah. like, that, and yeah, we do need to feel anger. It is really important. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I'm thinking, um, I want I want to ask a question, but I think I'm going to wait for a second. Um, more on anger. Um, I feel like you're right in that I I don't know if you agree, but I always kind of saw anger as a emotion that passes through to something else, mm. and that emotion can pass through to hashtag thoughts and prayers, or it can pass through to making yeah. action and yeah. making things happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent action action is the the only answer which is why it's it's so hard when we live in this i mean social media sharing things on social media like 
it does it it did make a difference especially in this case with uh like with Ahmad getting the the their murders charged okay right. yes this is I don't know how this came up in the first 10 seconds we're talking about a breakup song but <laughs> it it is yeah actually social media does like it does help to spread the word it is but it is also like that can't be we can't put this idea that that's the limit of like how of of action that that's enough that that's that's doing anything like it's not and like right i don't know it can't be the end of it yeah it has to be the start of something um i okay i have one more question about furniture and we can skip it if you want but i was going to ask a little bit about um evolution of sound um (laughs) since you since melv produced both this track and superfruit um do you want to talk a little bit (laughs) I mean, they're so different, I feel. Maybe they're similar. Um, But I think Superfruit was kind of your first single after Mm -hmm. uh, an EP that doesn't exist anymore, RIP. Um, And now you've kind of transitioned. Now you're moving towards your next project. Mm -hmm. Just the growth emotionally between those two songs. Do you hear anything Mm -hmm. about you? Mm, Whoa, so interesting. I... um yeah wow i do think it's it i think starsick was this foundation of this like idealism utopia world kind of where i got to and i think it's important to have this utopia to for the my audience to to see the pillars of this world we're building before and which are like the monologue and ride my bike the beginning right beginning and outro of starsick the, the 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 small talk this bubbly perfect perfect world like that kind of the, the lovesick like uh like cinematicness like these these huge emotions that are like yes they are the foundation they are but we like at the end of the day like we need more than just these these perfect utopia like pillars ideal pillars that maybe don't like exist with in the real world without as much without the nuance of like of furniture of having those conflicting emotions and how and 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 having to deal with not being good like none of those songs are in on star sick up are well okay that's not really true they they are <laughs> but they aren't about they 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 want to make you feel good they want to make you feel good and and Stars uh, and furniture is when you feel like not good, I think. But okay, yeah, yeah. So I do think the guitar, like, and I wanted to add more instruments. I, as I, 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 I play guitar. I'm playing guitar on the song, and I. Oh, want, amazing! Yeah, I forgot about that. Someone. Read that. <laughs> um and uh and I guess I want to bridge, like, go try it some more genres because I do think I've always dreamed of being a rock band and yeah and all these other genres and but there i think yeah it was a fun opportunity to to explore new sounds too and i hope the next things also do that totally and i think even sort of the mosaic of sounds on star sick like blends that rock with the pop i mean hearing a lot of bowie i hear a lot of like early gaga cheer voice and it's really exciting to see you explore that full range your first question i don't think i answered what what was your first question on furniture 
Um, So I was talking a little bit about the extremes of emotion and vacillating between those two things while you try to stick it together into a pop song that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's, I don't think I fully answered that. So, so if I break down, okay. So furniture, when I was going through this breakup, like I wanted to find music again and I wanted to find good breakup music either it was sad songs about and that was how I was feeling like it was these sad songs and that's not what I I didn't want to like relish in the sadness I couldn't Mm. and I'm sad and listening to sad songs like that I understand why we have to do that sometimes but like I don't I'm not a sad music sad feeling like I don't I I don't know I'm maybe we should all do that a little bit but (laughs) I should do that some more but I I didn't want to feel worse and and then there were songs like want you back like I want like confirm that I should continue pining over this person like so I felt this song ended up being I needed a personalized breakup song and of course it ended up addressing like yeah okay of course I miss you yeah of course I'm in love with you of course like and of course it it was just this burst of all these conflicting emotions that you feel in a breakup like instead of like the message of I want you back which is not what I felt even though it was of course but no that's not what I want (laughs) to like so it I yeah so that's I love that question I I think bring up such a good point um also the lyrics in furniture like if I can break them down. Yeah, take me through it. So the first line is, I'm probably going to get hurt this weekend because you and I ended and you like new beginnings too much. I I was right there on my bed playing piano. Um, and I was, uh, I decided that if I predicted that I would get hurt in the next three days, I was going to hear something like I was going to hear him being with someone else. I, I, if, so you were like, if I get a signal that confirms like we're done. No. Yeah. We had already broken up, but I, I thought that if I, I thought that if I could write, if I could predict, I'm probably going to get hurt this weekend, then nothing he could do would hurt, would hurt me. Like, as in, I was like, I knew I'm, I'm probably going to get hurt this weekend. Anyway. Like, <laughs> I, I, and so that I felt so immune writing that because I was like, I like, I knew this was going to happen, you know? So I felt, so that was that the birthday line, the, the movie line you mentioned is like during our breakup, we were, it was the day before my birthday and oh my it, gosh. yeah, it was terrible. And then, and I wished that it was more like how love is depicted in a movie where right. in the last scene, it's my birthday. and he comes back and it's like perfect, but it's kind of reconciling with it, not being a movie with it, with life and love and all these fake depictions of love, all songs and everything. Yeah, It's, it, it's not like a movie. It's not, it has a bad ending. It's over. There was no conclusion. There was (laughs) like, yeah, it's just over that. that, I'm glad that you think it's a, a mosaic of emotions like that. Like, Thank you. You're very welcome. And um, yeah, maybe I'll edit this out. I've also been through a birthday breakup, so I hear you. It's a shitty movie, if it's a movie. It's a bad movie. Yeah, I like, I completely hear you. Um, 
gosh, birthday breakups. Wow, that can be, that's we deserve some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, birthday breakups unite because that's yeah. a different kind of thing because you want it to be a movie. It's exactly. your birthday. Your birthday is a movie, you know? Right. And you think it you think there's a shot. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's it adds to the whole already dramatic cinematicness of the end of things. And you're like, and it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just like every layer of yeah. everything that could go. And then and then you like go to go to the second pre-chorus and you're seeing God again. So what's yeah. that about? Oh, so Tell true. me about it, Maud. So true. Okay, so actually after... So I had a show like the week after the breakup and it, it felt so good to be on stage. I, and I released my EP like right after, right around this time, like, and it, I felt the momentum mm. and, uh, of things building and like see, finally seeing Starsick come together. Like I find... I could see it as a whole. And I, I suddenly had, yeah. I felt doubt with my music and in my relationship, like it was always like music versus my, like me getting to do whatever I want, having a boyfriend dating, like, and it was, they were like posing figures. And once I lost that, mm. I realized like, Oh my God, all I have is this project. This, this is the whole project is my whole life. Like, Oh my. And I felt so the show, everything I was, I felt a new intimacy with it. Like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is fine. This is people will come and go. Life will change. But this art is like so mine and so here and it will always be here for me. And I, I didn't think that I would return to music after the breakup. I didn't think I had felt a little bit out of love with music for a while. And I had a rough summer of sessions that felt uninspired and like, mm. But somehow it did, it, it was there for me. And so that's not the line of being on stage, finding love and singing again. I want to sing until I, like, I know this. I, and being in front of a crowd, like I felt, I was like, wow, I do have a purpose and a meaning in the outside of this person. Oh my gosh, of course. Um, the God part, I guess I really, wow. I've never told anyone this, but I, I started, I, I found I would go to this chapel, this like mm-hmm. church on campus, like three times, like almost every day, like, or, and just sit there and cry. And I, and, uh, I wow. really did find, I do think in pain, like religion, asterisks, religion, right, right. Like, can it really going to this church and like being there was such an experience for me. And I, I felt like closer to God or whatever higher power we want to address, like felt closer to it during this pain. And I felt so needing this, some reason, some, something there. And I like, I, those, that relation, the few months, the few weeks after the breakup was when I was praying the most, I was yeah. in church the most, I was um, just making it my own silent space, this only place I could find of, of listening, of, yeah. of calmness. Yeah. And I think like, that's what religion is, is kind of for it. Like when there's something there that when no one else is there, like, it is there always. And maybe that is also what God is for yeah. this presence 
whatever you want to define it as the something outside of yourself that when you're in pain is is the thing you should talk to somehow yeah yeah i i, I relate to that so much i think when it's always interesting what happens when everything kind of falls apart mm-hmm. and it's interesting what comes in and what's left that you thought might have been gone you know, your love of music or a connection. And that happened pretty severely to me. I think we've talked about before um, where I lost my connection with music for, you know, I don't know, it was like four or five months, who knows. Um, And it came back in a similar way. And it's like, oh, wait, this is mine. Yeah. You know, like to be on stage and be like, oh, wait, nobody can take this. Yeah. Yeah. That's some powerful shit. I it think. really is. Oh my God. Chills. Yeah. Wow. It really is. Ugh. That's actually, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to ask because, okay, you're 20 years old. You're in New York. You're a Columbia student. You're, you do philosophy and political science and you want to save the world. And also you're a pop star. <laughs> what opened the channel to even viewing this world this way at your age? because I don't know if I see it very often. It usually often comes from a place of pain. Um, And the thing you just described resonates with me, but I feel like you've had this before that happened. Mm, Interesting. Uh, I think, I think I got more interested. Honestly. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think, I got more interested in all of this um, during my gap year Mm -hmm. um, after high school. And I went through high school, like with feelings of numbness, always feeling like I always would try to describe it to my friends, just feel. And I think a lot of teenagers feel like it just some form of maybe autopilot some, and then these random days at once every three months of total, total breakdown pain right essential the darkness that um i think everyone you know has and i i and they would they would not have them at all i would claim to feel so numb for so long and then i would have one of those days like every three six months i don't know and yeah um and then i took a gap year and i think i it started honestly I think it stemmed, it was my first time being actually alone. I was in Amsterdam for a few months and I, I had all my friends were in college. I didn't want to take a gap year. It happened kind of randomly. Like I, it was my first time being alone and I had to like sit with myself for so much longer. And I, all these little, I met some random person who said and this is like my dearest I don't know I've I I met this random person who told me she said one rant she said you if you're not actually angry you don't have to be angry and for the first time that hearing that like completely changed my life it, that's like I see as the day my entire world changed. I did not mm. know that there was this self 
that didn't just have to react or get, I would, I would hold grudges. Yeah. My friends. Cause I was like, cause I, I'm on the right side and I don't right. really lie. like, it's for, I can do even if, and I just, I didn't even know that you didn't have, or you could not start a fight or you can. And I had never had this buffer of like what I'm doing versus like the self I'm watching or like the, my responsibility over myself. And like, it said it, it triggered it started a whole nother exploration. And then I found a lot of Buddhist texts that I loved, like, and all different religion, like yeah. I got a, a new renewed appreciation for the Bible, which I got to study at school and all these different. And then I went into so much time being alone, like finding the spiritual version of myself, like going to California, which it feels like yeah. a, can be such a, LA can be California can be such a spiritual place at times just within with nature and oh like, yeah yeah and starting I didn't even I had started reading about presence and now I have different takes a little bit and yeah. and some things were bad some I think a lot of like pop versions of Buddhism like mm. I, or I think actually now I've learned a lot more about it and I think they hurt me in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. whatever the point was, I realized there was a self that you could, you could go inwards. There were other things. There's, there's subconscious, there's reasons you're doing things that you don't know about. There's, and it so started this new way of my, of living. And I went from high school version of myself, which was like class clown, kind of like whatever, yeah. like, rebellious kid at this all girls school like kind of um to in college I was so different and at first it freaked me out but I I was like more I wasn't class clown I was not talking to everyone I was more mm. shy more shy like more and oh, people would always be like, oh my gosh, you always have these types of conversations. All this. And, and I was like, well, right. I knew this about myself. I thought I, I thought I was like the funny wild one. And so, and it changed, it totally changed me. It totally be, I think being alone is like huge and people are being forced to do that right now with quarantine. If you're yeah. like, to stay home and like, right. and that's, yeah, being alone, being alone. Okay, it's, long answer to your question. No, I mean it's a it's a whole journey, right? Um, and actually, the like center question of this podcast is is what is the intention behind your career? What do you feel like your intention is, and have has this kind of awakening? Mm -hmm. Has it did it affect your approach to your career? Wow, so interesting. I yeah, there was. When Starsick was coming together, I mean, this change from like high school high, like shoot and run, like the old EP for those who don't know, the, this change, that was my high school, this high school version I'm talking to myself where this was the world for me. Like, and Starsick is about this like different worlds. And, yeah. and so that's part of why Starsick is the only EP available now. Like it, because that I suddenly like, I felt so much closer to a, a mission and a purpose and what I was actually singing about and all these things for the past year, like believing in this, like this revolution of like stepping outside of 
yourself, stepping outside of the box, stepping out right. bright colors and making living this world in a more transcendent, magical like way. Like that is what it the the uh, believing, like listening to people, not getting angry, listen listening and, and find believing there's a way to work things out, like finding the subtext of conversations, like saying it bluntly, telling people, confessing your feelings. That that was so clear to me in Starsick EP and that wave. And so that felt like the intention of my career. I was like, wow, this is, this is a real, I want my shows to feel, to be holy spaces. I want them to, I want it to be a place of like, where you feel that feeling that music is this really direct channel into holy places. Like, and this direct channel to your own, it's and especially when a crowd when a crowd is all singing there's goosebumps everywhere so many people having goosebumps at once so many people strangers in a room like it this this is that is what happens in church that's what happens in all places of worship singing together like and and making these crowds also places of like of of wow the same experiment this is happening in this crowd and so that felt so obvious to me for so long that was so this is my intention this is what i wanted to this is and and so that that is my answer and maybe i will come back to that that answer at a certain point in my life again but i guess a lot of things as the world has quickly revealed so much uh of the darkness in the world Mm. i definitely questioned a lot of my a lot of like my phrasing of of revolution and change and save the planet like wow wow and and that's been a real reflection for me and i'm like wow i i the world is so complex even the world i'm trying to save the part the parts i want to save there there's they are founded on on problems they're founded right country is founded on inequality the first the first how can you change a country that that is that is at its root has this problem like how i i'm and i'm realizing so much of my naiveness and like of this whole idealism and really reflecting on like what is what what is this idealism and and now i'm i'm trying to think of it about i'm really trying to reflect and think about what what is the intent of my music now like i think even if maybe i can only make the spiritual change for myself and like maybe it has to be a private journey maybe it just i have to just do it myself and i can't i shouldn't put all this pressure on my music to only mm. this ideal world maybe it will sometimes be breakup songs maybe it will sometimes be angry and not perfect and, and maybe the real world is not as as utopian and maybe that's okay too maybe this is just my own let me just show you as much as what's going on in my head let me just show you what it feels like so maybe if you feel any of these things actually i don't even want to say that my intention is for my audience to maybe help you no actually the intention is truly now a coping mechanism for me getting through life i want to see my feelings in front of me and hold them and say that's what i feel like 
and put yeah. it. And so it's, I think maybe the intention has changed for now for a right. real thing. I just want, I want to hold, I want to see my life in my hands and I want to feel it somewhere in the world. It's been somewhere reflected in the world. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think I can so see and, and relate to that sentiment. Um, it's funny. I think the universe you've created that seems ideal or, you know, layers like layers, emotions on top of each other, layers, tenses, like the future, present, past, all in a moment. Mm. You're kind of feeling all this complexity at once. And I think people do relate to that. And I think if there's a time that they would relate to it the most, it would be right now. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder if you would have advice for people who are kind of going through this time where they are sitting with themselves mm-hmm. and kind of being attacked from every angle mm-hmm. by, you know, the noise in the media, their own emotions, things they didn't know they had inside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, facing that truth kind of the way you hold it to mm-hmm. yourself and say, hey, here was my truth at the moment and mm-hmm. it's memorialized for me. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you have for folks in that situation right now? Mm-hmm. I am super learning about feelings and Mm. I didn't, I think I went a long time without ever thinking about my feelings and I'm, I think it's a little bit observing yourself a little bit like, okay, observing the physicalness of your feelings. Oh, I suddenly feel tightness in my chest. Mm. I, I, what, instead of just plummeting through it and just existing on autopilot, like just going, like slowing down for a second and, oh my gosh, I really, when did it start? Okay. Two minutes ago. What was said? What, what did I hear? What did I think of? Oh, interesting. Like, and just seeing that, or, or I, sometimes I snap, like a bad habit of mine is snapping at people, like, or or snapping at like my family, like I Mm -hmm. quarantine, like, and now I've started to, when I, I, if I do it, I'm, I pause and like, wait, why do I do that? Why? I don't like this quality myself. Like, why did I do that? And then I, I've realized that I do it when in my head, right before someone like interrupted me or whatever, right before someone did something that annoyed me. If I'm thinking about something that I don't like, thinking about Mm. pain or thinking about like my ex or thinking about something that gives me anxiety. And then someone like taps me and I'm like, what? Like (laughs) why I do that. And, and and seeing these little patterns, like there's so much to analyze or, um, yeah, I mean, I think therapy is really good. I haven't gone to therapy in a while, but, um, I think it's really good. I think journaling, I've mm. always had a journal. I don't, I know it. I think it's kind of hard to start one. I'm really glad I started one in second grade because oh, wow. I know that person I know exactly how I, how, who I'm writing to, like, and, and what I'm saying and my voice there. Um, 
so, but I think that always makes me feel better. I think, I don't know. I, I'm not so good at meditating. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, of course, I, I think slowing down, just like really is not fighting the feelings, not fighting them. Like right. really being like, oh my gosh, I feel really sad right now. And my habit is always to be like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like, no, you're not get happy or get numb. But mm. Whoa. It is so okay to feel sad or feel missing this person or feel, feel, feel not good. Oh, I'm just going to, I let me just see what this feeling feels like. Like, and it's totally okay. And then yesterday I just did a meditation little workshop with someone mm-hmm. and they, talked about like breathing in noticing breathing in feeling all the pains and then breathe out and like comfort them literally give them a hug like literally Mm. hold it it's okay it's okay it's this is a a tits not han um you are here uh he's a tibetan Uh Yeah, yeah and he that it's all about like giving like literally holding yourself, literally like cr- cradling your yes, like a child, and like like literally giving yourself that love, and like not being so harsh on how you feel. Like oh my god, how you feel right now? You don't need to change anything. You don't need to fight anything. Like yeah. that, you just need to know how you feel. Like just figure out how you feel. That's all you have to do. Ah, yeah. That's it, guys. No, but you're right. Like, even the way you described it, it's such it's such a complex, nuanced thing. And some things work for you that wouldn't work for other people and vice versa. Um, mm, yeah. And uh, it's interesting. I just think to see you, how do you manage? There's so much. There's so much. You have so much going on. <laughs> and, and then, to, like, to take on... Um, a public facing music career and also be like a student who has to write papers. Uh, Literally. How do you do that much in a day? I'm just curious. That's like a lot. (laughs) Well, I waste so much. I, I, I waste so much time and feel so guilty about that, but that's the problem. I don't, I should stop it. I'm that's a lifelong goal to stop guilty myself on that. But the public facing stuff is really interesting because, and that's definitely been on my mind a lot, especially mm. like as I process things and political things and right. like, and I feel some obligation with the platform to announce like my, my momentary feelings on something or like what I think people, sh- what I think. And I suddenly it hit me like, like after Bernie dropped out, like I felt yeah. as a Bernie supporter, I felt the need to say something really quickly. And I thought that that I was like, I have to do that. And then I realized, Oh my gosh, I, I, I deserve to the time to reflect on this personally and let my opinions change on my own. Like I feel so tethered to this Instagram existence of myself and Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to reflect on like, whoa, it will always leave me feeling misunderstood or feel not even misunderstood. It will always leave me feeling 
and especially if I have little ideas, I want it. I want with music, I want to share them, but then I'm, I don't want to share them at the wrong time. Cause I don't want, I don't want to think right. that trick myself that like getting it, just sharing it is the, I don't know. It's so tough. And I think that I really, I think I have to keep scrutinizing this relationship and keep and re- accept that that is not your full self. Yeah. And as quick, as soon as I can learn that. And like, I think we put way too much online. I think we, I think I put way too much online. I think I've decided that I want the platform on Instagram to be the, be as close to the the little ideas and the works in the, the songs themselves be as close to less of everything else and more exactly the music because the music can reflect the nuance of difficult situations. The music lets speaks for itself. And I think right. I'm, I'm realizing that maybe I don't have to support it so much with giving my personality and giving my existence as a person to this platform. Maybe the, maybe people can tell who I am and can tell what I think from the music and I can trust the music to do all that speaking for me and take this burden off of, uh, off of trying to give them myself. Yeah. But of course, like, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. That's where I'm at with it right now. You know, it's interesting, even listening to your music that was released years ago, like 2018 um, with that first EP, like it was kind of funny. I like would listen to it and I'd be like, wait, she's thinking about these spiritual concepts. And you were like in high school or in college when you were releasing this music. And I, and it was like, just hinted at, and I was like, wait, even without any interviews or anything available and just thinking your music was cool. Mm -hmm. I I felt that personality and that perspective. And I think, I think you're doing an amazing job with that. And I know the, the, the self evaluation can feel like a lot when you're, Cause you're, you're able to distance yourself in the situation and be like, okay, what am I getting from this? What are other people getting from this? How am I representing myself in the art? I really respect that you're having that conversation with yourself. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I want it to be healthy. I want, and I, I, I see now more than ever why we have the right to a private life. That's like, and I mm. so badly to give everything to my followers and give every every part of me and my management encourages me to do that and of course they but of course they want me to dialogue every to to keep track of every thought I have and share it of course they want more content but I what I feel like I'm studying in school and like the more complex the ideas and the opinions and the feelings get like the more complex i get the the more i feel like they're unable to be uh like represented online or uh, represented like without context represented and i i want i want to find i'm looking to find this like this boundary of like this is my own little world and i think the more secure that boundary is the better the art will be and like mm-hmm. when you ask the question of intent of the music like i think that is the intent like bringing this back to what is this what would music be for me if no one is watching and like what what is it for me if, when no one is watching and like yeah. that, and it's so paradoxical like you said like of like 
of, of like, of some, of course, sometimes I wish no one was watching, but then I, but this is such a gift that maybe I have a chance to do this for my whole life, or maybe I have a chance to share these things. Like, and so I can't wish for this audience to be gone. Like I'm so grateful for it. And it, I want it to be there for sure. And I think I need to just know myself well enough to be like, okay, this is, I can only, I have to delete the app and right. download it for 15 minutes a day, post and then delete it again. And that's, that's how it needs to work. And like this, this secret world needs to exist as mine. And then I'll give little pieces. And like, I think that's how it'll stay the most genuine. And that's what I, I guess that's what I want to do. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I could talk with you forever. This is amazing. I love your music dearly, as you know. Um, And I'm so excited for your future music to come out and also to see how this relationship with music or Nazi, how it evolves on your terms. And I think it's going to be amazing. I'm very excited for it. Thank you, Shane. Wow, you're a great interviewer. This was really fun. Oh, gosh. Thanks. No, I think I was just really excited to talk to you. So, yes, um, we have good conversations. Yeah, we do our best. Um, yeah. Um, thanks so much. Oh, my gosh. That was so great. What the hell? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm feeling inspired. Yes. Cool. The world, all we can do is. Oh, feel the feelings and and maybe write them down when we feel like they we want to remember them but just just go through it yeah it's not it's not easy it's not easy it's not yeah it's really not (laughs) It's it's worth it because i think it's it's worth it there's some meaning here and it it's worth it's worth living well, thank you so much, Shane. Of course. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I'm very excited to release this and I'll be in touch. Totally. Yes. Do you have a little tagline, I should say, to sign out? Like you've been no. watching the Saint Intent cast. Uh, I could. You know what? Like we could just end it right there and say that's the new tagline. You've I, been listening to Intent cast. My name is Maud. Thank you, Shane, for having me. Hey guys, it's Shane. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of IntentCast with Maud Latour. You can check out Maud's Spotify and Instagram in the podcast details and go stream her newest singles, Furniture and One More Weekend. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and share it with a friend and give us a follow at IntentCastOfficial on Instagram. Special thanks to the IntentCast team, Julie Diaz, Eddie Ramos, and Roger Weeks. Our podcast features Fifth Dimension Prayer and Los Angeles, two originals by Danielle Landy, who also composed our jingle. Check out her music on all the places music is heard. Until next time, take care.